0: G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive Powered by punningform.com.au. We're going to use their sectional data To explain to you how and why And everything else happened on Saturday at Flemington um, We're going to focus on the Flemington meeting We're going to look at some of the betting Via betfair.com.au Using their Betfair Live um, Web page Or what, it, what do you call it? Analysis great Yeah, comments. it's a great tool to use Pre-race Betfair Live mm-hmm. um, Anyway we're going to focus on the Flemington meeting, but before we get started, we're going to give Racing.com the whack that they rightly deserve. Your mounting Yard coverage, the producers at Racing.com, you are so far away from what is relevant to wagering and to the sport. You are not Channel 7. You are Racing.com. If I want to watch uh, a sort of more Channel 7 production, you know what I'd do, Peter?
1: Watch Channel 7?
0: Mm-hmm. Fucking watch Channel 7. Now, the free ride is almost over and the, I, like early on you, you sort of felt like you got the message and you understood and you, and you you steered the telecast towards more of the important information that people couldn't get because they can't get on course and then you lost your way and you got Bruce on the coverage. I love Bruce. Worship Bruce, actually. But I don't need to see my race.com at, the, at the if it's going to cost me looking at horses and ponies. There was no man-out coverage any any joint at all. It was just half-assed all weekend. Five minutes before a race, you might start seeing them on a parade. On a replay too. Pathetic. The free ride is over. You will now, in a a week or two, have competition from actual sports that people actually watch who aren't just like victims and like uh, institutionalized gamblers. So uh, you've got two weeks to sort of get your content Spot on, you are not Channel 7. You will never be Channel 7 because you can't run Sydney Racing, New South Wales Racing on your network. So don't try and be them. And you never can. Use what you got, use what no one else will do. It shouldn't be that hard. It's very, very frustrating. Um, anyway, looking at Flemington, Peter, Ocean X and Prezado have run the two biggest figures of the day 13.8s, the pair of them. Big, big numbers for this time yeah. of
1: year. Um, but Prezado has basically recorded a very similar figure to what it did last start. Um, 13.5, minus 13.5 last start. It's now recorded at minus 13.8. So the horse is in rare form. Um, I saw Quinny
0: on Twitter, Pistol, saying that they, they got off at one point. He implied they got off at 1.5, allegedly, for the horse. They knocked it back. And you know, it's a bit regretful. I think if a horse can run 13.8... They'll get their 1.5. Mm.
1: Just needs the right race. That's
0: it's group time.
1: Yeah. No, it's a pity that there's no um, group 1,000-meter races down the straight. There is,
0: I think. Well, there? no,
1: not, not right now, but um, it would be a perfect opportunity for one of those races to roll around, but doesn't help when prize money's been cut in half either. Yeah,
0: well, that's what happens when sports turnover stops, I guess. when you, yeah. Anyway, that's, not, that's a joke all in itself. While we're talking about just outrageous jokes, I'll get this one out of my way too, out of my system. Uh, I am cheering so hard the racing rant than the punish show. Uh Mark Lamborn has I'd say influenced more people in the industry, which a lot of people in the industry who haven't said anything and, and are in positions to say something have been influenced by you make me sick, and I'm sure you make everyone else who knows sick. Um but he's influenced and done more for the game than most people have in racing. uh, As has Glenn Pollard and the fact that they're not helped, but they're hurt and and they're held back and they're victim. They're they're targeted by the North Korean government that runs uh, racing in South Wales. is just staggering. You have people who are promoting wagering and promoting your product for free. Like God help you and God help us all. If he exists, we're going to need him because you guys have zero clue what you're doing up there and you're going to run into the ground. Again, it was Christmas for you for a couple of months and you'd have like a group race finish in Sydney and then you'd duck off to Kembla or Doomben Yard or something. you take Ascot off. like You've got no idea at all and now the sports will come back and less people will watch and less people will wager. Hopeless But yeah Just utterly Unbelievable the way that What they're doing To the racing rant And I hope they fight And they fight hard And make a big point Of this whole thing Anyway What were we talking about Peter
1: Prezado I can't remember I th- Yeah it just loses
0: us straight Like I don't think It had any favours In run
1: no, probably not. I mean, they've gone fast tempo, which obviously the horse is appreciating, coming off a, a previous fast tempo as well. Uh, two lengths fast for the class, but the overall adjusted figure, you can ramp it up a, a little bit more. Four point seven fast, and obviously Prizado's just really just capitalized off that and just completely exploded towards the end. What do you think of the of the money or the lack thereof for that horse? I mean, obviously uh, King of Hastings is pretty solid, but do you think- yeah,
0: I kind of think.
1: Well, I don't want to keep whinging, but we'll
0: get to it in a while and I'm going to whinge about my day on the pun. But (laughs) I think it it SP'd this price because it SP'd like 10s or whatever the start before. Hmm. I was just getting out to sort about its right price, the market thought. I thought it was a bit short, but then when it won, you thought, fuck, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. It was was in no man's land for me as a decision. Um, We let the race go. Which, which, to be honest, 200 metres out, I, I was lucky I wasn't on course because I wouldn't try to jump off that P&O ship cruise if Milwaukee had a one. I think we backed Milwaukee to start pre- previous. Yeah. I wanted to see Milwaukee go to 1,200 or 1,100 and it stayed at 1,000, so I just ignored it. And there it was at an enormous price, looming to win. And I was just like, you, you, you fucking imbecile. And the two horses we liked last start, the two horses... That we liked last night because it was the same sort of race, fought out the finish, really, in yeah. uh, Milwaukee and Prisada. I thought King of Hastings went huge. I think it clocked the fastest last 200 metres of the day. Yeah, it did. And that's off That's off a proper, proper tempo. So mm. there, there was a absolute walk in race two, which has polluted the closing figures on the day. Yep. But King of Hastings, Milwaukee, and Prezado, one, two, and three, fastest last 200, off that really good tempo. They they flipped the order. King of Hastings, the third fastest last 400. Milwaukee, second fastest. Prezado, fastest. And they basically dominated the last 600 metres as well of the whole day. So it's a proper race. It's a big figure. I think Milwaukee wants 11 to 1,200, mm-hmm. and I hope it stays at Flemington, and I'll be betting. It's my horse to follow if it gets to twelve hundred. If it stays at a thousand, you probably have to have something on it
1: just for your mental health. Well it's just going well enough, isn't it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um circle races now, mate. Yeah, well I mean, I think we have to touch on you mentioned Ocean Ocean X before and the uh, the Andrew Ramsden recording, the, the joint best figure on the card, uh, Ocean X mm-hmm. and Prizado. Um, we're seeing a couple of these staying races being run at really genuine tempos. So here they've gone 3.7 links fast to the 600 and Ocean X has probably been for the class horse. for the class. Yeah. For the class, um, which is important to note, but Ocean X has been basically honing this entire prep, had those couple of runs in Sydney, went to Adelaide last start and recorded a, a pretty dominant victory there. And now back at Flemington's just produced a, a career peak.
0: It can clearly stay any horse that was strong in the finish year stays. Uh, I don't think King of Leo Grants is that good. I thought we may as well talk about the great man right now. I thought Ollie gave this thing a peach. Mm. He gave like uh, a fucking peach. Insist on cover the great man, but whilst it over raced for like 50 to 100 metres, he then said, you don't want to fight these pythons, go to slope." and it yep. did. And then he pulled out and, and just put the race away. Well, thank God he did, because I was on there. <laughs> I thought he got race... It might have been race two, which when you look at the numbers and how slow they've gone, we backed his runner there. He got that race wrong. That's the only mistake he, I think he made all day. That was on better kick. Uh, better kick. He's gone too slow, better kick. Liberate. Another peach. Yep. We weren't on, though, were we? Because it seemed unders coming off a big break between runs and from Ballarat. No. Yep. <laughs> If Ollie's riding... We backed another Mick, Mick Price horse. Idiot. Idiot. Uh, King of Grants gave it an absolute peach. I don't know what she was on in the Super Titus race, which we backed Super Titus, St. The Gods and Allah, because he made it a winning day, but not a yep. fat enough day to justify how well we saw them. Yep. Then we backed Akenar Star for your mate,
1: Lindsay. Yeah. The western best horse.
0: It looked like it was part jockey, part kite on the thing. In the last sort of four hundred, as he flapped all over it, and you four hundred into the race, six hundred into the race, when you I thought Iconoclasm was a real threat. It was firm in the market, but you looked at Iconoclasm mid race and you thought, "Well, we're outside lead here on Akanar Star. Mm. It's it's four or five back defence. We're sweet, surely." Then for you just to see some fucking thing coming late to to ruin our day, not ruin it. Yeah, no, it did ruin it. It was still profitable, but I felt like we lost. And there was Ollie. Like, how did he do it? Freak. And then you thought, well, he's he's fucked me here. He's mm-hmm. a big chance of fucking me the other way in the next race, because we were la- we'd launched launched at B Hunter and launched again. <sighs> he zigged when he should have zagged at sixty K's an hour, top of straight. Dead and deficit also put in like two or three big bounds to gap him. Like, he made the decision he did because of where that horse, how it was traveling. If he goes inside or holds, I think B-Hunter wins. He made an error. But, like, where he put the horse in run was just leap behavior. He could have been back where Ben Malm was on Broadway and fourth and just been another good run for a horse that doesn't make any effort at the start of a race. Um, I, I was uh, a fan of, of, of Sadler's uh, pretend spray. <laughs> and I liked out all I told him to get fucked at the end of it
1: too. <laughs> it was good it was good banter by whoever came up with that.
0: Uh, so Sad's an angry man. Um, and a funny man. Yeah. We love we back on the day when we, when, we, when we were used to be allowed on course. So I'd love to go like wind up Sad's over the fence. <laughs> Cuz he hate, he hates firm tracks when they get upgraded. I go Sad's wobbing you're scratched, you know? And he, he he enjoys that sort of gear He is a, he's a bit of a jokester, Sadler but uh, he must be feeling pretty sick because we've been on behind the last two starts at least and it should have won both. And both times have probably been pilot error. I, I think always one looks worse than it is. It's just a split-second decision. Whereas, like, the previous start, it's just like a dumb decision from the start.
1: Mm. It's just lost that momentum, hasn't it? From the 400s to the 200s from the 5th, sectional in that race and then it's closed off with the fastest last 200 so it's just lost that little bit of momentum um if you break down some of the splits you can see there's a bit of a difference there between it and say debt and deficit who's just had that real surge from the 400 to 200 off of off a slow tempo as well so to have that lack of momentum at a crucial stage
0: yeah it's gone a four it's run a 4.2 from the six to the four that's like elite. There's yep. no way Ollie expects that horse to do that mm. at this level of this level of race. Like it's a, it's not much of a race. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, the way B Hunter has got through the line and closed, fuck. I fear that we're going to have to sort of go again.
1: Yeah, I I don't I'm think it's fair going to be like fair three dollars.
0: It's definitely... It's not a nonny. Yeah. It's not a nonny. It's almost it's almost like you, you wished it was a nonny, so it got done by three lens and didn't just savage it late and make you go, oh, yeah, definitely. fucking should have won. <laughs> <laughs> it should have fucking won. Yeah, so we, we finished the day in front, but we finished the day with two enormous bets on Akanar Star and B-Hunter. So they both lost. We lost heaps. We still won for the day, but if either or both won, which... Very likely, a good chance of happening. Um, yeah. it's real fat. So, outside of that, Peter, anything else? I thought the sectionals that Crystal Chief ran ran in race two, despite there was a walk early. They are pretty solid, and the horse. We have to have a good look at it next start. Yep. Um. I think that'll do for horses. I think we should talk about betting psychology.
1: Sure.
0: So this time of year I, it's, it's harder And especially the COVID But you get like You get sand down tracks where it's too wet Only a certain horses are going to handle it But I think it's so wet and chopped up That even horses that do handle it might not um, There's patterns Big time, fields really hard To, to bet at Sand down's really on pacey hillside Or, or lakeside you get to Flemington and you know, it's going to be at least a soft six, probably better. There's no wind and it's even. And you, I don't want to sound like a wanker, but I'm really, really happy with how I like previewed. I get, is that the right word? Previewed? it, Analyzed it. Yeah. I think I bet pretty well, but we haven't got paid. I halved my bet on super Titus which I think was the right play even when I look back on it. Because I've had a lot of respect for Rapture. But it was probably too short, but it was so brave with the previous start. Um, I'm happy to have backed the thing in race two. The market hated it, but they just walked, so it's not doesn't really count. Missed the boat, Prezado, again. Mm. Uh, we backed that last start, but we still missed it. But then the last two races, I, I think we've bet bet the right way and it's just how do you how do you suggest people at home would handle like what I've dealt with on Saturday
1: I always look at it from that poker psychology where you know you can make the right move and you can still lose and you just have to be okay with that there's nothing more you you can really do you do the review afterwards you make your notes but you have to I guess just accept that you can make the right play and still come out of it a loser Um, and vice versa, sometimes you can actually back a wrong horse, so to speak, that can still win a race. Um, you might've made the wrong play. You might've backed at the wrong price. You might've come into it from a misjudgment, miscalculation, um, and you can still win. So it's part of the, I guess the psychology behind it is not getting too carried away when you win and not getting too upset when you lose because you don't have complete control over what you're doing.
0: Yeah. But which is hard to do. Yeah. Oh, I, like, oh, I still get over... I get carried away when I win. <laughs> still do, you know that. Whereas I
1: doing
0: um, the I think like when when the racing's hotter, it's just like quicker, and you're just like up and go again, up and go again. Whereas like now, I, I really am waiting for these good opportunities to bet mm. up, and we bet right up on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it's just about. Like we've had a few questions about this as while well. we're discussing it, I think it's important just to relax on it, not force it. It's disappointing, yeah, but you can't do anything about it. And trying to force it somewhere else isn't going to work. Yep. Just wait. Like we won't. I won't turn over a stack at Ballarat on Wednesday because it's a random meeting, which isn't typical for the pattern. We we'll just we'll just pick apart, pick apart, pick apart. Wait for a grouse meeting again. I'll thoroughly review this meeting even more so than I already have. I've done it already harder than I normally would because I think this time of year, this meeting is going to be a really good form meeting Yep. as opposed to some of these shittier, more chaotic meetings we've had recently. Um, but yeah, maybe just have one more goat and just chill. Luckily, we didn't get to see any horses parade, so... We didn't, we didn't do any more damage. I would have you up even more The The producers at racing.com need to. They're, They're not going to do it. They've clearly decided the direction they want to go in. And I think it's a shit one. Yeah. And I can't wait to get back on course and never have to watch that channel again.
1: Yeah. Because really, in the world... Except for Tuesdays
0: with Terry and and anything that BZ does and all the other good people on there. The the people are great. That's why it's hard talking about this because I don't want to bag the people. I love the people. I love the characters on dot .com. I just utterly am sickened by the decisions the producers are making in regard to the the way they present race days. Mm. Yeah. In a time when we don't have a choice but to consume it. Nothing else?
1: No. No, I was... I was keen, obviously, uh, in the lead-up to the weekend. I thought the Roma Cup looked like one of the, the better races around the country. They spelled it. They spelled the chant. Yep, so Vega Magic's jarred up, but it's a really... Your, your thing
0: was just three wide and just about to win, about to win, about to win. About... Is it going to get there? Not it didn't. Bang. Fuck.
1: And then you have a look at the data afterwards. They've gone 3.8 lengths slow to the 600, and then not only that, but... They've slowed down. The, the race leader's gone 10.76 seconds um, from the 800 to the 600. And then from the 600 to the 400, dropped to 12.2. Was it Carberry? It was Carberry uh, leading by that stage, yeah. He was oh. out three, four wide, though. He was, it was a bizarrely good tactical ride where Durandal pings, got straight to the front, but didn't really want to control Carberry was almost doing the, the Vorster. I'm going to lead four off the fence, but what it is, it just kept,
0: uh,
1: kept the velvet King just out a little bit wider. So he's three, four, five wide off the track. And then they've slowed the whole field. And you have a look at some of the splits that say angelic ruler, uh, in particular has been able to close off with electric light was good. Gadding was really strong as well from an impossible position. Um, they've closed really well, but, you have to say that the those on speed weren't suited necessarily either and obviously vague magic's going out for a spell so intriguing race but I'm not sure how much to take out of it going forward I'm surprised people weren't suspended well they don't have the punting form data courtesy of uh, our great friends until the monday and even then I'm not sure they're necessarily using it so have they
0: come down with a fine for the for so the twenty-seven-year-old apprentice who rode the race in his, his own tactics, did ignored all stable staff and uh, all direction from the, from owners and stable, which is uh, rare in racing. But apparently this time that's what happened. He uh, got two months, two months in between light and firm, just
1: a little bit in the middle. Keep
0: your mouth quiet. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yep. That was the weekend that was play on. Angelic Angelic the fastest last four and two hundred of the day. <laughs> yeah, but it was a day where there was some pretty how, some... how can
0: you how can you suspend a twenty
1: seven year old apprentice for what he did on a 60
0: sixty dollar shot? Angelic ruler's gone nine point two lengths slow to the 600 points nine point two lengths slow to the six hundred. Hmm. Its previous start it went three point six fast It went 9.8 slow to the 600 at Bunbury on the 3rd of February in 2019. That was the last time it went that slow to the 600. Western Australian stewards, why don't you do some research? You you don't have to count for yourselves. This does it for you. Get yourself a punting form subscription, read it, and go, hey, hey, Willie, Pike, I know you run this joint, but do you realize how slow you went to the 600? Do you think that gave the horse every chance to win?
1: It was a bizarre little meeting from that point of view. Um, if you can compare the, the Roma Cup to a benchmark 66, a benchmark 78, both over 1400, and then uh, there's also a, a restricted to zero metro wins race over 1400 earlier in the card. Um, they've actually gone very even in three of those four races, basically within 0.2 of the length to the 600. And the Roma Cup has returned with the weakest figure out of those four races. And that's a group three race. So that probably says something about how the race was run up front, where some of the back markers got to, the lack of intent shown by some of the jockeys and the fact that really none of them got going until it was way too late. So from that point of view, it's one of the more bizarre races to pull apart that you could probably find uh, this season at Ascot. We left it right to the last meeting.
0: And it might be also, punters, I think you have to check Dior. Do your own research. I think it's the slowest Gatting's ever gone to the 600 since its second, third ever start. Yep. It's had a lot of starts. Yep. Was that in the stewards report? I highly doubt it.